Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Our next guest has heard it all and then some. Francis Bula covers urban issues and politics for the Globe and Mail. Francis, good afternoon. Hello on this beautiful afternoon. It's actually going to get even. Day. I know it's going to get even more beautiful, or at least warmer uh, this weekend as well. Thirty degrees oh. to thirty-two degrees in some places as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the reason they call it hot, I guess. And uh, lots to talk about. I'm not even sure where to begin. Maybe we should start uh, in Vancouver first. Uh, love your impressions in regards to this campaign. What are your thoughts on how this campaign has gone over the last four to six weeks? Well, it's been a bit of a mess. Um, you, you know, there's been sort of accusations, inaccurate accusations flying around here and there. Um, I think a lot of confusion on the part of voters about, uh, you know, even if I decide which mayoral candidate I'm supporting, who who do I support for on, you know, who do I vote for on council? Um, no one's running a full slate, so I think some people feel they have to vote for all 10 spots and they're wondering, wondering what to do. And a lot of people just trying to figure out who these parties are and who do I align with. Um, in regards to the issues that we've been that have been discussed, certainly today uh, Mike Harcourt came out in support of Kennedy Stewart. Mr. Harcourt was on uh, this show um, in the first half hour. Uh, crime has played a role. Um, there have been other issues as well. Has there, has there been one issue in your mind that has sort of uh, played an outsized role in this in the in the Vancouver conversation? Well, I mean, the two big issues, and I think this is true for a lot of the urban cities. And sorry, I have a bit of a cough, so if I cough. Uh, please not a problem in in advance (laughs) but i think there's very similar issues for a lot of cities ranging from prince george where they had a gigantic all candidates meeting that was just dedicated to the drug crisis Mm -hmm. the opioid poisoning crisis um so uh it's housing what what if anything cities are promising to do about housing in terms of (coughs) you know allowing smaller units um, on single-family lots so that, you know, four families could maybe combine and, you know, have something uh, in a residential area, um, <coughs> support for social housing and things like that. And uh, and then, obviously, the issue that, that gets a lot of things get wrapped into it together that maybe shouldn't all necessarily be, but crime, uh, public disorder, uh, mental health, severe mental health issues that are visible on the street, um, drug poisoning, and, um, you know, homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, and I know you're sick today, and I really do appreciate you joining us today. So I do appreciate that, um, yeah. uh, Francis. Um, it's hard to predict. I'm not going to ask you to predict a winner because I think it's always difficult to, in these races. Uh, are, are there parties that seem to have momentum at this particular point in your mind? Well, it seems fairly clear from every single poll I've seen, and even the parties that are behind are not really disputing it. The two front runners are Kennedy Stewart and whatever, well, I don't know what's happening with 
his council, what what he might do with a with a council support, because there's 23 different candidates on the sort of left progressive side, and I don't know how people are picking. But Kennedy Stewart and Ken Sim, and Ken Sim has a more clearly identifiable slate of seven councillors, um, so that makes it a bit easier for people supporting him. And, uh, you know, there is quite a protest vote going to Colleen Hardwick with her promise that we don't need all this development, we can absorb people, you know, just through existing zoning or gentler density or whatever. Mark Marison, who's saying, you know, housing everywhere, like super pro-housing, and the NPA, um, which used to be, as you know, the dominant um, uh, party, in political party in Vancouver civic politics for decades, but which has, you know, really declined and essentially become the Vancouver version, as far as I can tell, of the capital C Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do you see sort of the it fading away or do you think it's just going to be the sort of the big C small C conservative party uh, that just uh, well past its heyday the NPA the way they yeah. the way they are now they've uh, they, you know ABC the Ken Sim party has essentially transformed itself into what the NPA used to be in the 90s which is this amalgam of you know somewhat you know people who would say identify as conservative or liberal in a federal election. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of center-right, but not too center-right. And, uh, and, and so the NPA, currently, it's dominated by people who, you know, are, it really is a vehicle for conservative party politics. Uh, is this a change election? I mean, uh, w- w- you know, some have said, you know, we could have a new mayor for the city of Vancouver. But do you feel that this is a change election just because of the conversation that's been going on the last six six weeks or so? Well, I think a lot of people think it is going to be a change election and not just in Vancouver, like in many cities that have been, you know, really having a hard time with the way people feel the city has declined and they can't afford to live there anymore. I mean, Vancouver, Victoria... Nanaimo, not Nanaimo so much, I think Leonard Krogh is fine there, Um, you know, Kelowna, various places, there's just this sense of, you know, people being really frustrated and and sort of why are none of the current solutions working and why does it seem to be getting worse? So, I mean, that's what obviously the Ken Sim party is, uh, ABC party is hoping for, that it is a change election, that people have said, we've had enough of the wokeness or whatever you want to call it, Mm-hmm. We want a coordinated team uh, that has an agenda and carries it out, even if we don't agree with it all, but at least <laughs> they have a clear agenda and they have the votes to be able to do it instead of the chaos of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there are a certain number of people, but, you know, Vancouver is a super lefty, progressive city, and so you just cannot uh, write off um, the, the, the left uh, very easily here. I remember when I was covering Gregor Robertson versus Kirk LaPointe, and mm-hmm. all day long I went, every lineup I went to, people were so angry at Gregor Robertson. All I got was people practically spitting in my face, you know, like <laughs> as they were telling me how upset they were. And I was like, oh, I think they're going to lose, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, but that wasn't quite enough to overcome what's a pretty steady vote in Vancouver for the left. So uh, we'll see this time. I, 
I do feel like there's more momentum on the Ken Sim side, but, you know, I also know that um, the Kennedy Stewart's party has been pouring money into um, advertising and direct mail and every other thing the last 10 days, so... We'll see. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time talking about the Vancouver race. Uh, let's look at the other behemoth in the Lower Mainland when it comes to population, and that is Surrey. Um, what are your thoughts on the Surrey election? It's a tough one uh, in my mind to predict. What's your overall thoughts on what you've seen and oh, heard, Francis? It's so, it's so hard in Surrey because it really isn't about left-right. That isn't really the way people vote. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more... Is this person credible in my community? What do I think they can deliver? Who their voter base is? So, I mean, I'm as as we all know, there was a poll that came out showing Brenda Locke in the lead, and then Doug McCallum, and then after that, I think Gordy Hogue and um, Suk Dollywall was quite low, and Ginny Sims was, you know, I think like 13 or something. So. Um, uh, it, to me, it speaks to how upset people were about the police because Brenda Locke is really advocating that they stop the transition to a Surrey police service and go back to the RCMP. And there was a huge group of people in Surrey mobilized over that, and it looks like that's really having some kind of an impact because that has been her main issue. And she's, uh, you know, apparently leading in the polls. And so I have to believe that those two are connected. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the one of the polls I looked at, there was, uh, you know, 35% were undecided. You have language challenges yeah. as well, sizable uh, South Asian population, a yeah. fast-growing uh, Chinese population. So it's, I always uh, I'm get a bit skeptical about some of those polls. I think they give oh, you... Oh, yeah, no, no. They're all, you know better than I do, though. Those polls, are it's really problematic. And out of all those people who actually votes you know like that's the whole other thing yeah and it's partially i think those polls are great for broad trend lines uh but they're hard to 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 get specific sense of what that support is because like i said uh, you know you've got to you can't just be an english language poll it's got to be punjabi and Cantonese uh, and yeah. Mandarin. I guess a lot of it is also about competence and trust. I think Mr. Uh, McCallum has been had a incredibly, and, and the slate that he represents, have had a very colorful few years here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be very, di- I'm trying to be very Let diplomatic me think here. About another word for colorful. <laughs> Well, I can, I'm trying to be very diplomatic, and people can decide on their own. Uh, but oh, uh, yes. I, I think that's I mean, a lot of like it. Too. The mayor is facing a trial shortly after the election. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean by colorful? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, yes, very yes. colorful. Uh, yeah, a very unusual term. People being banned from city council, like very personal altercations, uh, just. Methods, methods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know. Let's uh, just for a moment step away from the election. Uh, it's it's Sunday or Monday. You've got an NDP. Well, supposed to be a leadership race. That's another. That's another colorful uh, event uh, that is occurring. It's very different in regards. So it's going to be a coronation where the other person is going to be allowed to run. But let's just say Mr. Eby does move forward and he does bring changes. Uh, in regards to housing across the province, he's talked about three units uh, per lot, which I know uh, Mr. Stewart's already, Kennedy Stewart's already talked about in, uh, that in Vancouver, and even more oh, so. Oh, that exists in Vancouver pretty exactly. much already. But are the other changes, a lot of the things that we're yeah. talking about for the region, do you see 
a period now where they're actually going to be there's going to be more carrot, uh, more stick when it comes to the provincial government. Do you see uh, oh, s- some? You're asking me really tough questions I'm sorry. <laughs> here. I mean, I think that in general, even though a lot of people have been going on and on about how David Eby is going to force everybody to do everything, he's generally been trying to not have too much of a stick. Like the main thing I've heard him talk about is having cities produce reports identifying what how much they need to build to meet housing need in the region and then and then having some obligation to meet that in some way. They can't just shut the door as District of North Van has done largely and then expect everyone else in the region to kind of pick up the slack. Uh, so um But, you know, it's going to be interesting depending on what kind of change. Like in District of North Van, you have a very, uh, a council that was kind of turned down a lot of what people thought were very good housing projects being challenged by a younger uh, candidate, Matthew Bond, who's who's very pro-housing. So it could be interesting if there's a change there. Mm -hmm. And in some other municipalities, I mean, the minister might feel like, or uh, uh, David Eby might feel like, um, he doesn't need to do so much if it feels like there's a number of people elected who are kind of more on board with allowing more housing choice in their municipalities. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be an interesting evening. Uh, I know you'll be busy. I'll be busy as well. We'll have lots to talk about next week. Francis, thank you so much for your time. And thanks for your uh, interest and um, informed questions on all of this. (laughs) Most people are totally bored by civic politics and they know nothing. Well, (laughs) it does uh, impact us when they make those big, broad decisions on on where we live and how we live and and, uh, a lot of development as well. Thank you so much, Francis. Okay, thank you.